Joan Didion's The Year of Magical Thinking was recommended to me. I'd heard of it because it's a New York Times bestseller. It was a National Book Award winner. It's from an iconic American writer, but it is a book that challenges your way of thinking about grief as it takes you through what is an intensely personal look at what Joan Didion was going through after her husband John died of a heart attack right before Christmas 2000, uh, 2003. Actually, he died a couple of days after, but uh, it starts in and around that time as their daughter was in the hospital. I want to read a portion from the cover, the jacket, to give you a sense of what they say the book is about before I begin for you my thinking about it. Several days before Christmas 2003, John Gregory Dunn and Joan Didion saw their only daughter Quintana fall ill with what seemed at first flu, then pneumonia, then complete septic shock. She was put into an induced coma, then placed on life support days later. The night before New Year's Eve, the Dunns were just sitting down to dinner after visiting the hospital when John Gregory Dunn suffered a massive and fatal coronary. In a second, this uh, second... This close symbiotic partnership of 40 years was over. And four weeks later, their daughter pulled through. Two months after that, arriving at LAX, she collapsed and underwent six hours of brain surgery at UCLA Medical Center to relieve a massive hematoma. This powerful book is Didion's attempt to make sense of the, quote, weeks and then months that cut loose any fixed idea I ever had about death, about illness, about marriage and children and memory, about the shallowness of sanity, about life itself, end quote. Joan Didion is a magnificent, powerful writer who has been known all around the country for the way that she has covered historic events in our nation's history. Her husband, also a gifted writer as well, and yet while covering different types of things, they had a profound respect for each other and the way that the other one went about their work. John Donne, known more for his books, whereas Joan was more on the journalistic side of things. But in the year of magical thinking, what she does is she picks up the broken pieces of her life and basically shows everybody what it was like to mourn. The loss of her husband and at times what she wasn't sure might be the loss of her adult daughter as well. The year of magical thinking, I think, transforms our notion of what we think we know about death and about dying in the way that Didion talks so succinctly about it. As I went through this book, I was just amazed, and I shouldn't have been, because of my knowledge of who Didion is as a writer, that she went to such great lengths to research and to bring us into her vast memory of what had been written and what she had read and taken in in poetry, in literature, in plays, in drama that talked about death 
and dying. From the classics, meaning the times of the Greeks and the Romans, to more, more contemporary writers, but also to the greats like Shakespeare in writing their plays. Didion takes a look at what they said about death and dying and as it related to her grappling with the loss of her soulmate for 40 years. When John Donne died, Joan Didion found herself hanging on, as I think all of us do when someone near us dies. But it doesn't always make sense. It doesn't always sound logical to someone else, because it's not. Grief is not logical. And the things that trigger it, the things that trip us up, may not be logical at all. One of the things that she says is that she had a phone call shortly after her husband died and was asked whether or not she wanted to have an autopsy done on his body. Now, again, going back to her journalistic days, she had seen autopsies done. She had been in the room where they cut open the chest, they pulled out the organs, they weighed them to know exactly what was going on so they could determine scientifically what had caused that person's death. She went ahead and said, yes, she wanted to have an autopsy done on her husband, John. But it's not because she wanted to necessarily know the reason why he died and what led to that massive coronary that killed him. What she wanted to know, again, not rational, but she wanted to know what could science tell her that would allow the doctors to bring her husband back. She knew he was dead. She understood that. She cognitively knew that information. But by doing an autopsy, she thought they could figure out why he died and bring him back. She had another phone call a couple days later. Her husband had wanted to be an organ donor. She heard the conversation between husband and daughter at the table talking about it. She knew his wishes. And yet when they asked if they could use his corneas, her answer was no, because John was going to need them. In her mind, he was coming back. They were going to figure out what happened, and he would be coming back. She gave away his clothes. She couldn't give away his shoes because he was going to need them. It is a heart-wrenching story told by a master writer who is able to take incredible recollections of decades of married life to the same person and takes us through the places they were, the restaurants they went to, what they ordered at those places, and then spins it back to a recollection that to her sometimes triggers that pain of her husband being gone. And yet life goes on. Her daughter recovered. They were able to finally have the funeral for John months after he had died. Quintana, the daughter, spoke at the funeral only to fly away with her husband to L.A. to try to recover in California where she suffered another medical episode and ended up in a hospital there after a hematoma in her brain. Joan says that during that year, 
between when her husband died and when she gets to the one-year anniversary. She found herself putting everything into the context of it's the middle of May. One year ago, John and I were doing this. It is Christmas Eve. A year ago, we had gone to the hospital to see our daughter. It was St. Patrick's Day. We had gone to this restaurant. We had been in France. We had been here. She took everything that happened in the year after he died and looked at it through the lens of what she had done with her husband. And she said that became her year of magical thinking because when she got to the one year anniversary, she realized she couldn't do that anymore. She realized from that point forward, she couldn't say that John was with her a year ago at this place because he hadn't been. It is a thought provoking, challenging, brilliantly written piece of literature that almost reads like a piece of research writing and yet at the same time diary of this is what's on my heart. Joan Didion's The Year of Magical Thinking is this week's edition in Rick's Reading List. Check it out. You can see why it was a bestseller and a National Book Award winner. It is just a poignant reminder of what we have and what happens when we lose it.